Like trying to save your brother in a haunt- Ah! Ah! What was that? Sorry, sorry. So are the games of our lives. Mario! Mario! Ah! Ah! Sorry, sorry, sorry. These are the games of our lives. Super Mario and Pokemon and all the games that took us to another place and made us want to keep playing all night. Welcome, everybody, to the Games of Our Lives podcast. My name is Bill, accompanied, as always, by the wonderful, the beautiful, the shiny master in the making, Tony. Bling, 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 bling. I rock it, don't stop it. Everybody get on the bum, 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 dun, 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 dun. What's up? Listen, I am super stoked to be talking about this uh, particular game we're talking about this week. What game are we talking about today, Tone? Luigi's Mansion. Uh, but before we jump into that, why don't we talk a little bit about other news? First up, we've got Elden Ring, the very highly anticipated game from software release just came out today at the time of this recording wait 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 I, a minute wait a minute wait one minute what i forgot to ask how you're doing this week bro how's everything oh oh my gosh things are great i'm hanging out with chalupa right now and i've been uh doing nothing but playing video games for the last two days so pretty solid stuff oh so good yeah me too me too love to hear it but we had Elden Ring come out today. It's cross-platform. Uh, if you're familiar with the Souls games, Dark Souls, uh, Bloodborne, Sekiro, this is the next game from uh, that brood of games. And people are already claiming it to be like a game of the decade kind of contender. Wow. Which is which is kind of wild. Any thoughts on... Have you ever played any of the uh, Dark Souls games or anything like that, Tony? I haven't. Those are uh, those games are kind of scary for me. They're very scary. <laughs> and anyone that thinks that those any of those games could potentially be game of the century has probably not played Arceus. So Fast. wag to that. No, but I I feel <laughs> like those games <laughs> those games are they're probably great. They're just very difficult, and I can't even get myself to play Zelda because I think they're too difficult. So like I think. You know, you probably see where I'm going with this. It's a dark, dark game and a dark, tough game, and I'd rather just be doing other stuff. Have you played any of them or the new one or anything? So I am also a scaredy cat and uh, just a big, big old fright boy, and I have avoided the the Dark Souls games. However. Uh, I heard a couple of specific people talk about this game in a light that came from the perspective of basically a giant Nintendo baby, which is what we are. <laughs> and they really they said it was one of the one of the easier to get into uh, type of games in that genre. So I figured I would give it the college try. I did download the game. Hmm. Uh, I'm only about an hour in. And I've died like five times already. Okay. And uh, it's it's hard. It, it's very hard. I will be playing more of this game. You don't like it. it. I'm 
I, I've only given it an hour. That's not a fair shake at all. It's definitely not my aesthetic for a game. Like, it's, like, pretty realistic. You play as, like, a dude who's dressed up as, like, a, a battle warrior person, and you're running around and sword battling with people, and I'm not a huge, like, medieval fantasy type person. I don't know about you. I hate it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm very uh, against certain settings. I don't know why. Not against them. I have nothing against them, but just some of them really turned me off in the medieval ones. Even with movies, I have a hard time paying any attention to them. Medieval and space are, like, the two that I just can't can't really get into. Yeah, water stuff for me, too. Ooh. But uh, I'm sure I'll be talking about Elden Ring next week when I have a little more time to sink my teeth into it. Uh, but for now, a man on a horse uh, killed me when I made eye contact with him, so I jumped immediately into Pokemon Legends Arceus and found myself a shiny Machoke instead. So, Broken. who's the real loser? <laughs> horse man. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to fan of the week, Horseman. Horseman, like go follow that man on Twitter at Horse Guy Ghost Monster Person. Uh, so another game was announced, which is a big deal. Street Fighter Six had an announcement trailer from Capcom this week, and they have a pretty. Uh, I mean, it's pretty hype, right? Like Street Fighter is the granddaddy of the fighting games, and to have another installment coming out is pretty pretty solid. Yeah, I guess. Tony hates Capcom. Like, let's just get that out of the way. If it's a Capcom game, Tony wants it dead and buried alongside E.T. in that, you know, Nevada landfill. Jeez. Uh, all right. Yeah, I guess that's all fair. <laughs> they're they're fine. They're not. They're just not a... I don't know. Not for you. No. It's no Smash Melee. Exa- it's, exactly. Exa- <laughs> it's no Melee. <laughs> exactly. Melee just made every other game, like, not like I was a huge, like, Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter, like, anything. I think the closest iteration of any game like that I played was probably Soul Calibur 2 for, uh, I played it, for, I have it for GameCube, but I played it for original Xbox. That was fine. I just learned that if you pick a nightmare and, and keep hitting the Y and then just like spamming X, it's basically like any like boxing or, or game where you just like keep spamming stuff. I, I just can't get the all the precision. I could never get a single like combo move off in any like side scrolling fighting game like Street Fighter kind of style game. I can't get a single thing. I just like my I, I'm just not meant to play games like that. I don't think. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, definitely not for everybody. I, I, it's not for me personally either. I'm not. I've never been a huge Street Fighter fan, but I can just like kind of respect the, the hustle, I suppose. Yeah, big fan base, so everyone's probably hype about that. So they have something good to look forward to. So it's probably just good for gamers, you know. Yeah. Because gamers are such good people, right? Oh, the the best, especially like Smash Brothers gamers. Oh, they're so nice. I'm just kidding. Uh, the worst. But also, <laughs> <laughs> but also, a, a alongside this uh, announcement with Capcom, they have a uh, a fighting game coming out that's kind of like a compilation game, and it's a whole bunch of fighting games that I've literally never heard of. <laughs> uh, Tony, I'm going to name. There's ten games here. Sure. I'm gonna name. 11 games you have to tell me which one's not real <laughs> oh you didn't tell me about this all, all right. right all right 
We've got Darkstalkers. Oh, that's fake. All right, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Night Warriors. Vampire Hunter 2. <laughs> Vampire Savior. Vampire Savior 2. Hyper Street Fighter 2. Red Earth. Super Gem Fighter Mini Mix. <laughs> Cyberbots. Cyberbots 2. And Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo. Jeez Louise. Which one of those is not a real game? Oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. I want to say my, my 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 gut tells me one of the earlier ones, probably like the fourth game that you said, but my my mind, my brain is going to say Superbots 2. Maybe Superbots 1 is a real game and they did. Or maybe Superbots 1 isn't. It, that'd be a sick trick question if there's a Superbots 2 but not a number one. Uh, maybe one of the vampire games. Ah, uh, this is tough. All right, give me Superbots two. Finally, that was actually the fake. Cyberbots two was the uh, the one I made up. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good job. <laughs> Tip of the hat to me. It, it's insane to me that there's a game called Vampire Hunter two, but <laughs> but not one. <laughs> I could have went either way with that absolutely wild uh haven't heard of basically any of these games so yeah what the hell what the <laughs> hell are those games <laughs> but they're in the capcom fighting collection that's coming out soon those are all capcom games those are all capcom games yeah june 24th oh that sounds like shit it's not for everybody but i'm sure some people are like losing their minds over this you think a single person is losing their mind over that? <laughs> I mean, come on. With with a title like Super Gem Fighter Mini Mix, how could you not be hyped? That's a sick name. That's a sick name. It's kind of a sick name. But that's also like, I don't know, Super Gem Fighter? Was it like, all right, next up we have Cobalt versus Emerald, and they're just like wearing headbands, and they start, you know, it's like a couple, you know, uh rock smashing each other around one of those games isn't even a fighting game one of them is literally a uh, like a tetris attack style game that's the puzzle fighter 2 turbo it, it, some of those games don't sound like too unfamiliar but i don't know any of them like what they entail <laughs> but i feel like i've heard a couple of the names before none of the vampire ones those all could be not in the universe and i wouldn't know absolutely not jeez that's uh wow okay that's good <laughs> yeah so those are coming out can't wait last piece of news that uh we're gonna talk about is the fact that a pokemon direct was announced for uh sunday by the time you're hearing this the direct will have already happened so tony and i are going to tell you right now what was revealed <laughs> at this future event that hasn't come out yet so we're gonna talk about it like it's in the past tense like it already happened tony <laughs> and tony what was your favorite reveal from the pokemon direct that happened this past sunday it was insane uh, yeah i mean i they already just gave us rcs and now they're giving us all this extra content for it right yeah it, like the game is so good as it is i didn't think they were really gonna do that 
you know, for free as just like a free DLC. I didn't think they were going to do that. And How uh, many new Pokemon are they bringing in for this? It's kind of insane. I think it's like a solid 100. Ah, wow. Wow, a lot of Gen 5 representation. But yeah, did not see it coming. Got a, a whole sixth area to explore. Yeah, it looks like a... What, what, what does it look like again? Uh, the sixth area, it's... You know, it's it's a lot of caves. Like you're you're underground for a okay. lot of this stuff. I mean, it's like a giant, vast, open cave that you're kind of exploring. Like a jungle cave. A jungle cave. There is a lot of growth. Like a lot of like giant mushrooms and large leafy plants. You know, a lot of little like oasis areas to swim around into. Like they really did a good job, kind of hitting a, a sweet spot in a kind of aesthetic that hadn't been explored yet in arceus yeah i'm excited i can't believe they're giving us all this 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 game is already you know our favorite i think i can say speak for both of us so the fact that more is coming out i mean game of the year so far yeah i would say so the the year is early but i don't think anything's gonna top this unless they make a a sequel right (laughs) arceus 2 let's go baby what else did they talk about in the direct they they mentioned a new game a new pokemon game right they did, they did. It's uh, Pikachu Shopping Adventure. Really? Yeah, so you you basically, it's it's a sequel, direct sequel to Hey You Pikachu. And you run a grocery store, like a little market. And you can have Pikachu stock the shelves. And you can yell at him when he's not stocking quickly enough. And you can fire him if he's doing that poorly of a job and then you follow this whole pikachu without a job arc uh it's it's pretty dark for a pokemon game starts hitting the bottle you really it's out of left field but you know they they did talk about dying and stuff in arceus so i feel like pokemon's just kind of turning to the like adult themes now yeah, it might it might seem like that. I feel like they tried to humanize him a little bit with Detective Pikachu, but they never really matured it enough. But ever since right. Arceus, yeah, I think that kind of just opened the door to be like, you know what, we're just going to do it. Pikachu is really going down a bad path, and, and if you guys you know want to help him, then maybe you'll get something out of that, and maybe you'll even, you know, like Pokemon Go, the, the incentive behind that was to make as much money as they can get but aside from that it's really you know move your ass a little bit so maybe this game will kind of incentivize people to help other people that have problems you know or fix their own problems you know it don't it, you know if you run a supermarket the either the, the the product's got to be on the shelf i mean you can't have someone slacking exactly. off you know in the bathroom every 20 minutes i mean you get the apples got to be where the apples go the flowers got to be where the flowers go i mean it's just very very I mean, Pikachu's going out for smoke breaks, and he doesn't even smoke. Like, I mean, not that he's not entitled to breaks, but he's taking his breaks and then also smoke breaks, which is just a little too much. I will say tip of the hat to the biggest announcement from the Direct, which was, of course, the announcement of Generation 9, which will be coming to the Switch and PS5. Um, (laughs) Tony. (laughs) Tony. (laughs) <laughs> Aside from the fact that it's jumping to to Sony consoles as well, uh, what are your thoughts on Gen Nine? Like, t- tell us about the new location that we're uh, we're playing in. Uh, this one is uh, this is all entirely entirely different planet now. We we are just uh, 
you know, Professor Albright is the, the astronomer professor, um, and he basically, you know, realized that there are Pokemon not only in different regions of the world, but in, in, in different planets as well, so you actually get in a little uh, spaceship, you're the, the selected person, astronaut to be, and you head up there and you're completely isolated with these Pokemon and you have to document uh, stuff. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, there are like, you know, weird alien people that aren't Pokemon, but they also have befriended Pokemon and now are, you know, gym leaders and somehow they got the memo that there's still eight gym leaders and then an Elite Four and a champion. So it's kind of the same thing, but, you know, it's also... It sounds like they're taking a lot from Arceus there with the exploration. Yeah, it's still like, yeah, now it's all, you know, open world still, and the Pokemon's never going to go back to how it was, you know, with, like, the the top-down view. Now it's always going to be like this, except, yeah, it looks like it's going to be really good, and, you know, they also kind of mix the whole, you know, when you get back to your house at the end of the day, there's some Desidaru or whatever kind of alcoholic beverage of choice you want to drink, and it's really, like, one of those games where it's like, all right, you could find yourself going down a really bad path if you don't be careful, you know, and then the whole mission fails, and then, you know, you're not gonna make the Albright professor happy. It's just, yeah, Pokemon's getting real dark. Very, very dark. Yeah, you know, kudos, though, because people have been kind of clamoring for Pokemon to enter a more mature space for a long time now, and it's it's kind of refreshing to see it come through like this, you know? Yeah, completely agree. I'm, I'm happy they're doing it. Yeah, the kids have enough games. They have Let's Go, and they have Pokemon Go, and they have Sword and Shield. They have little baby games, so now it's time for the adults to enjoy Pokemon like we did when we were little babies. I mean, I'm just excited for Gen 9. They did name drop the two versions that are going to come out. Tony, what are the two versions again? Oxygen and Hydrogen. I mean, really just going the elemental route seems seems like a no-brainer at this point. I, I can't wait. It's going to be summer 2023 so it's still a little ways off but i'm excited to see what they show yeah me too i have a lot of excitement for this and i could you know by the time anyone hears this they're you know gonna know already but i just want to say it now that uh you should expect a lot of all capital text messages from me when the direct is happening because i'm sure at least one of something we said will probably happen i you know i just can't wait to, to begin a new adventure with my uh, favorite grass starter, uh, Bleep Blorp. <laughs> Stay tuned, keep listening, and uh, we will keep you updated on Pokemon Gen 9 as more information comes out. Yeah, excited to talk about it. Tony, are you ready to talk about the game of the week? Not really, but I think we'll be all right. <laughs> well, thank you guys for listening. It's been really fun recording. <laughs> No, uh, so this week we are talking about, of course, Luigi's Mansion. Came out in 2001 for the Nintendo GameCube. And this was, if you know, correct me if I'm wrong, both of our first GameCube game ever. It was mine, definitely. Oh, yeah. Tony, what exactly is Luigi's Mansion? Like, what's. Give us a little, like, story synopsis here. Well, for the first time, Mario is the one who's in danger, and uh, he gets trapped or kidnapped or or something you're you're not 100 percent sure he's in trouble and he's in this really creepy humongous mansion 
and you play as Luigi, and you have to go into this mansion and try to save him by, you have, uh, you meet a nice little professor in there, he, he kinda will help you along your journey, he's a inventionist, creator, he, he makes a bunch of stuff. Inventionist is the right word. (laughs) He, an inventor, maybe, he invents things, and he, uh, yeah, he makes this little, his name's Professor E. Gadd, and he is funny and weird, and he, uh, in a good way, and it's okay to be weird, and he makes you a little vacuum, and you use it to suck up dust bunnies and, uh, lint, and also all these crazy ghosts that are just in this building, and you're basically just, uh, roaming through this creepy house, just trying to suck up all these ghosts and find your way to Mario to free him. That's basically it. You're you're in a haunted mansion. You're exploring this area. You're sucking up ghosts. There's also like just way too much like cash and gold and jewelry just laying around. <laughs> it's just like I've never seen a house. You heard of like you know couch change where you find like fifty cents in your sofa or something like this. In this house, people store three to five gold bars inside of each piece of furniture (laughs) and luigi just goes around like pilfering this place so he is breaking and entering burgling this whole house disrupting the dead all to save mario of course who's trapped inside of a painting which i don't really understand what happens there like how did mario get into the painting in the first place does the boo just put him in it i think he was just really high and watching bob ross and he just like fell right in you know what he must have thought he was still in mario 64 because when Uh, you jump into a painting you mm -hmm. so that has to be like part of it right where mario is like well duh of course i'll go into a painting but but at the end of the day he's he's trapped and there's a a big scary uh bowser looking uh boo guy that luigi has to suck up in the end and boy howdy does he do it yeah a lot of sucking in this game yeah the game really sucks it blows a little too but (laughs) you do have to use the vacuum to blow stuff out you do you really do now this is a single player offering it is a uh i want to say this is like nintendo's first like mario horror game that was ever released and it really it's it's such a unique game because it's unlike any mario game that anybody's ever played before because you're not running and jumping and saving a princess and going through different levels you're just kind of unlocking all the secrets in in this mansion and you know you're finding keys to get locked doors you know there are special ghosts that give you extra money based on how quickly you can capture them and each ghost depending on how quickly you can capture them also gives you a a special painting version of themselves that's kind of like the thing once you uh once you suck up a special ghost they go into egad's portrait transmogrifier or whatever (laughs) in god's name he calls it and uh and you can get like a, a bronze silver or gold rating based on how well you did there there's a handful of collectibles, and uh, it was uh, pretty fun. Now, Tony and I are famously little scaredy babies when it comes to video games. Tony, as a 
as like a little eight-year-old boy, what was what was your experience like playing this for the first time? Wow, it's a long time ago. Jeez, yeah, it must have been nine. Yeah, this was uh, definitely opening a new door for me, especially being a Nintendo kid. You know, we really didn't get a lot of spooky stuff, so seeing something like this was. I am a little scary cat. You know, I kind of always been fearful and in, in with uh, chump scares and things like that. And in games, I don't know. I feel like I like horror stuff, but I feel like a lot of the horror stuff I see now is done really poorly. It's just like cheap jump scares and stuff. But I like truly like scary things. And uh, I don't know. Just I digress a little bit. But this is... Uh, just uh, interesting to be a little kid and be like, okay, I'm completely alone in this big, scary, ghost-filled area, and this is back when I could play one-player games and just, um, you know, you're a kid, you're trying to figure out what you still like, you know, and, and Nintendo shoots out a brand new idea of a game, and you're like, oh, of course I'm going to play that, I'm like all in with this right now, and you play and you're like, oh, this is not like anything I've ever played before, but it's not like too scary, but the setting is still, like, pretty creepy, and you're just like, alright, for a little kid, this is, you know, not like you're playing, well, I don't know, name any scary game for, like, PlayStation or Xbox, you know, it's like nothing like that, but for a Nintendo game, it's just like, alright, yeah, this is, uh, the vibe is, is fitting right now, I'm not, I'm not really, you know, I'm pretty uneasy playing this, but it, I still feel like I'm in control, and I could handle this, and Luigi's a scaredy cat, so you kind of feel that way while you're playing you know you're just like yeah Luigi's afraid of everything so if like uh, if he can do it I could do it because he's a little bitch you know what I mean absolutely and the 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 atmosphere in this game is set up so perfectly well uh Luigi you know really got kick-started as kind of a scaredy cat with this type of game which I think is a little unfair because given the circumstances I'd probably be uh you know putting a little yellow in my pants on accident too <laughs> but but this game it's it's very dark there's just like a little piano jingle playing but otherwise the game's pretty quiet and a lot of times when you're playing the game you'll hear just Luigi going around kind of like in his very timid voice going like Mario Mario <laughs> and like just calling out and he's like shaking a little and it it, it was such a cool like mood setting like game it's really cool that Nintendo did follow through and continue the series. There's uh, two sequels out now. There's, you know, Luigi's Mansion 2, and then there's Luigi's Mansion 3, and Luigi's Mansion 3 is for the Switch. Have you played either of the uh, the sequels? No, I haven't. I don't think I ever will. Maybe I will. Like, I want the one for the Switch because I am a huge Switch fan and I think I need, like, every solid IP for that. And, like, we're talking about it now. This was our first GameCube game. It definitely brings back a lot of good memories. But Dark Moon, eh, something about trying to play Luigi's Mansion on a handheld didn't really feel right. So I was like, Agreed. that's cool. That's cool that it came out, but I can't really get, like, enveloped. In this, it doesn't, you know, I can't be scared when the screen is, like, this smaller than my hand kind of thing. Yeah, and then the Luigi's Mansion 3 came out, and I'm just like, I don't know. Maybe you could apply this to, like, any game. Maybe I sound like a hypocrite, but that's kind of like a one-and-done kind of game for me. Like, all right, how, 
what are there new ghosts new yeah what is it a new house to go in like a different painting you know i'm just like all right i went in i did it even though that's what pokemon is but with different stuff but with this game i'm just like yeah it has a nice place in my heart my first gamecube game came with my gamecube really happy that i enjoyed it but i i don't i maybe one day you know during uh what have we been playing this week i'll surprise you with luigi's mansion 3 you know but i i don't see any happening in the near time future that's fair that's fair uh the other game that did come out alongside luigi's mansion was an arcade shooter uh there's a luigi's mansion arcade game and uh it's located in quite a few dave and busters yeah that one's pretty bad have you played it that one I played, yeah, that, that's not that good. <laughs> <laughs> I would agree. Uh, actually, Maddie and I played it one time, maybe like two or three years ago at a Dave & Buster's, and we tried to beat the game in one sitting, but the thing was too damn expensive. <laughs> Listen, it's it's no, what, what's the other one, like Time Crisis or whatever? Or yeah. what's the, I don't know what those like different arcade shooters are. But listen, it's not one of the better ones. It it's cool that you have like a like a a poltergust controller, but something about it just didn't feel quite right. I myself have not played Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon or Luigi's Mansion 3. I probably won't go on the the two end just because I feel like a mission-based Luigi's Mansion kind of takes you out of the immersion of the whole experience. Uh, and with that one, you like literally go through like different, you finish a mansion and that's like the end of the mission. And then you like go on to another mansion mission. No, that doesn't sound good. Where Luigi's mansion three is like one giant building again, which I, I like. So, you know, tip of the hat to them for going back to the, the single location. Now we mentioned earlier that there are a handful of ghosts that kind of had special personalities. Do you have a favorite a uh, special ghost that you uh, encountered in the game? Let me look this up, actually, because the only one I remember is the baby. And the baby is uh, the baby is one of the more iconic bosses in the game because not only is he one of the special bosses, uh, Chauncey, the name of the baby, is also an area end boss. So by defeating him, you kind of unlock a whole nother set of areas to explore so he's considered like a boss ghost he literally takes luigi sucks him out of the room and gets him put into a gigantic crib where you have to use different baby toys to do battle with him <laughs> definitely wow. fun though oh yeah this is taking me back do you have a favorite while looking at all these characters i'm like wow i haven't seen these in a minute Jeez. i think my favorite was probably slim Bankshot. Which was a, uh, he was a pool playing uh, ghost, and you had to use like billiard balls to knock him out before you could start suctioning him. I thought that was a lot of fun, and I also thought the uh, the clockwork soldiers were pretty cool too. Because mm. it was like three of them, and they were all flying around like a bunch of Goombas. <laughs> like flying Goombas. Wow, yeah, these characters are very off putting. Very off putting to look at. Oh, these ghosts are hideous for the most part. Wow. Yeah, I don't like looking at them. They make me feel pretty <laughs> uncomfortably. I do like how there's one uh, ghost named Neville, and he straight up just looks like Nigel from the Wild Thornberries. That's what I was thinking. I was like, that guy looks just like Nigel. <laughs> He's like, mm, smashing. He's the first uh, special ghost that you encounter in the game. 
He might be my least favorite. <laughs> I mean, he's pretty boring, but what do you expect for a dude in a rocking chair? <laughs> wow, yeah, I hate all of them. But I think that's what they went for. They wanted you to dislike the... They're ghosts. They're not supposed to look nice. They're scary. They are scary. Especially this Mr. Lugs character. The jacked guy? No, I'm talking about the the glutton. Oh, the fork and knife guy. Fork and knife man. Yeah, hungry, hungry hippo over here. Yeah, he's a... He's a... He, he, he's a big girl. But he does that center part well. You gotta give him credit where credit's due. Hey, you know, curves are in right now, right? That's it. That's it. Or whatever that means. He's, he's thick with two C's. <laughs> Or whatever the kids on TikTok are saying. Hey, I got nothing for that. So while you're going through this game, you're collecting money. And the reason that you're collecting money is because at the end of the day, when you eventually save Mario, Luigi gets rewarded a mansion based on how much money you end up collecting throughout this adventure. And you get ranked. And if you collect over, I want to say like $100 million, you end up with a rank A, which gives you this gigantic mansion, which does appear actually in Mario Kart Double Dash. Uh, you can see it in Luigi Circuit, believe it or not. That's sick. You can use Luigi's Mansion as a uh, battle course in Mario Kart Double Dash as well. That's cool. But yeah, no, this... This game was definitely cool. Uh, really, really fun single-player experience. If you have a GameCube or you have Dolphin, definitely worth checking out, I would say. It it kickstarted a series, and it really... I mean, before Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon came out, I feel like this was one of those games that people were like, where the heck is the sequel for this game? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've heard nothing but positive things about Luigi's Mansion 3, and I say that this is a, a pretty solid game. Really, really happy uh, that uh, this game exists. Tony, do you have any final thoughts on this one? No, this is uh, definitely one that shaped my uh, early video game experiences a little bit. Yeah, it's always going to have a, a, a special place. It was my first GameCube game, and GameCube is one of my, you know, first few consoles. So, whatever, something like that. You know, there's only so many new consoles you know like that i mean handhelds are great too but in my life it was had a genesis nintendo i didn't have a super nintendo and then it was n64 gamecube wii wii u switch you know so it's like gamecube is a uh, a solid solid contender and, and holds a lot of memories so being the first game on that was just uh still have my copy and uh i love it how about you so this game is maybe one of the most important games in my history as a video gamer because wow. I was given the option as a child. Uh, my parents came up to me about a month and a half before Christmas and they said, listen, Santa's going to be bringing you one of two video game consoles and you need to make the choice. 11-year-old little Billy, you need to choose between a GameCube with Luigi's Mansion and Wave Race, or the PlayStation 2 with two other games, and you need to make that call now. And I, I took 24 hours to deliberate, and I consulted the sages. Uh, this was before the internet existed, so that was my sister and my cousin Ronnie. And 
the sages all agreed that it was GameCube season, and I just can't imagine where I'd be in life if I had chosen the PlayStation 2 over the GameCube and not been a Nintendo boy my whole life. Things would be so different. Every Everything would be so much different. Everything would be so much different in my life. I don't even think we would be doing this podcast if you picked PS2. You might be 100% correct. Like, <laughs> totally different. Might yeah. have a totally different set of friends. Yeah. Like, me and Maddie might not be as am- amazing friends as we are if uh, we didn't bond over Nintendo games. What the heck? Maybe the most influential decision I've ever made for myself <laughs> at the age of 11. <laughs> That's insane pressure I didn't even know I had on me at the time. Yeah, you don't think much of it back then, but it's only a then thing, but you have no idea how much it's really going to shape you as a, I don't know, you, you, I think at some point games and, and things like, you know, for me it was like Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh! And, and video games, all that stuff stuck with me so hard that it wasn't about, like, my my future with that stuff. It was just like, man, I love playing this stuff right now like this is my favorite thing to do and then you look back and you're like wow even back then that was still my favorite thing to do so you're just like oh yeah like what if I didn't do it then like would I be still doing it now you're like wow I'm happy I did it back then because I still love it absolutely wild yeah that's crazy Uh, I'm gonna give myself a uh, a tip of the hat for choosing correctly I think I I could I can get behind that you got any tips of the hat this week? Uh, just a, a tip to Fiber for making the the poops easy. Yo, shout out Fiber. Uh, really, really helping helping that body do its thing. Listen, do I add a little Ben Fiber to my coffee in the morning? Maybe. <laughs> and by maybe, I mean yes. It's good for you. Yeah, it's not bad for you. You know, between that and, and drinking a good amount of water, it's it's important for a for a healthy diet and to maintain regularity. You know. I think so. I eat a lot of dark chocolate. Um, I have a big sweet tooth, and dark chocolate is like probably the. Uh, I feel like it's the best for you, and uh, yeah, kind of just like clogs me up. You know what I mean? So I gotta try to incorporate some high fiber cereal some fresh fruit in there and uh um, I'm, i think it's time that i confess this to everybody and uh and this is gonna i'm sorry to just dump this on you right now this is uh it's gonna be a make or break for a lot of people uh listening to this podcast moving forward but i'm just gonna come out and say it and i've gotten 99% of the responses have been pretty much that i'm a, a psychopath crazy person but I eat my cereal with water instead of milk. I think you mentioned this on the podcast before. Have and I? I think you have, and I think I called the police immediately after the uh, the, the recording session ended because that is, that is something different than what I am used to. Although, thinking about it, I actually I took some time to reflect on it because it affected me so greatly, and... I can't really fault you that hard, considering, like, I don't even drink dairy milk that often anymore. We don't buy dairy milk at the house. We only have, like, almond milk, which is one step above water. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just almonds crushed up with some water, baby. <laughs> 
Yeah, it's like a little sweet, you know, put a little vanilla in there or vanilla unsweetened. It's just like a little kind of sweet water, basically. Milk just, is just nutty gross. water. Huh, well, that makes me feel better. And I guess yeah. I'm surprised anyone still listens to this podcast if I've said it before, but I guess that does make sense why the police came to my house that day. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I apologize for uh, swatting you like that, but, you know, in, in the moment... I think it was the right decision. However, I apologize for any discomfort I may have caused you or your family. Do no worries at all. So I have another tip of the hat. Hit me. And that's Walmart, which surprisingly, they they don't get tips of the hat very often. But Walmart has a uh, Kirby pre-order item, and it is an adorable little Kirby pop socket. It makes me want to pre-order through Walmart. To get that little pop socket. And I have been against pre-ordering games for a very long time. So might have to break my own rules for this one. Could be worth. It, it, it. This one depends because when I walk into a Walmart to buy a new game, it's $50 instead of $60. Even with like GameStop and, and any other stores like pre-order stuff, I'd still rather just spend $10 less and not get the pre-order bonus most of the time unless it's something really good. But uh, if you're getting this for $60, then you're really just spending $10 on a Kirby Pop Socket, which I don't think is worth, if I'm being honest. But if it's $50, then I think it's totally worth it to pre-order that and get that, that Pop Socket. I think it's pretty... I mean, Kirby's awesome in this game is gonna be awesome does does it cost to pre-order at walmart does it cost the full 60 dollars, or is it still the 50 dollars for a physical copy i'm not sure because when a game comes out you could walk in and find it for 50 but when you go online and try to buy it on walmart.com it's 60 so i don't know why they do that like that i i really can't understand it but my friend at GameStop told me that they that GameStop price matches so he said he can't speak for every GameStop because he's not sure but he told me if I go into a Walmart and take a picture of the price tag of the game at Walmart that's $50 he'll price match it at $50 for me at, at GameStop so oh I didn't know they do that so a little pro tip apparently GameStop price matches but I wouldn't show them the online price because it's going to come up at 60 so interesting yeah so that's a little something for your you know swiss army knife very nice another tip of the hat tone uh no just fiber i got one more tip by the way you're in a good mood yeah you know what the uh my nintendo uh which is a website that if you play a lot of nintendo games you can accumulate points based on your purchases and they did away with their My Nintendo physical rewards for a while, but they just brought back the My Nintendo uh, rewards shop, and they have like a whole handful of new things out right now. Do they really? Yeah, they they fully updated it. It's like a totally brand new looking page, and uh, it looks pretty pretty solid. Tip of the hat, you got some Pokemon Legends Arceus stuff there. Got some uh, some Animal Crossing stuff just pretty neat overall huh that almost makes you want to give a wag you know because just for them to take that away even when they still had that up years ago they did not make enough product for everyone you know they they never do they never do and i i agree with you like a wag on that part 
But I will say, they recently took down the uh, the rewards, the physical rewards, maybe like three months ago. But I wonder if it was just because they were doing this store redesign. Because a lot of the stuff that was on it is up there right now. And it looks pretty uh, pretty good. Huh. I gotta check that out. Because I'm, I'm talking like years and years ago. They, uh, yeah, let, me, let, me, let me see what they got up there. Because I remember when they had like the Majora's Mask... Oh, what's it called? The Majora's Mask, like, uh, little laptop kind of bag, like an over-the-shoulder, almost like a purse, but not really. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. They had that, and uh, they had other stuff, too, but the good stuff, like the Mario coins or whatever, all that stuff was always gone, and then, of course, it's on eBay for, like, a million dollars, and it's just like anything else that Nintendo made where it's like, all right, I guess I'm just not going to be able to get this, and... Uh, right. Yeah, I was I was always pretty frustrated with the way they did that, but let's see. Let, let me let me let me let me take a look see. 400 platinum points, my Nintendo game card case for 600 points. I'm going to have to see how many points I have. I don't know if I have any That game card points. case might not be bad though. That's it holds 8 games. That's neat. That really is just like a little piece of plastic, right? Uh it's it's basically a Switch case. Like a Switch game case, but instead of only holding one card, it holds eight cards. So if you do a lot of switching in and out and you don't really care about, you know, having all your games in one, like each individual case, then I think that's like a solid thing to have. I like it as a collector. I think it's really cool to have a something like that as a Nintendo fan. This is cool. I don't know how you get platinum points, but... uh, uh Whenever you make purchases from uh, for Nintendo games... Uh, you get platinum points. So the more Pokemon or more Nintendo games you buy, the more platinum points you end up getting. Even physical games? Uh, as long as you register them. So whenever you buy a physical copy of a game, it, there is a code usually in the game or in the booklet that comes with the game that you can register the game on my Nintendo and redeem points. Super worth getting in my opinion. I mean, this is gonna have to be a next episode thing. So I, I don't, <laughs> I don't remember my login stuff. The password is password one two three four. Oh. Well, we'll uh, we'll have to. So I have a wag of the finger. Yes. Well, I got two. One. Yes. Wag of, one wag of the finger at Tony for forgetting his password, but that's <sighs> that's just a baby wag. Uh. <laughs> Not nice. I have, I have a second baby wag, actually, and it's at myself for being booty at Elden Ring. I'm not good at this game, and I want to get better, but holy smokes, is it hard. And I got one real wag of the finger as well. My wag of the finger is actually, it's at Horizon, the video game franchise. Ooh. Horizon Forbidden West was released just last week, and it came out. And this is the second time in five years where a Horizon game comes out and a Game of the Decade contender comes out right at the same time to just completely overshadow it. And you gotta feel bad. Uh, Horizon Zero Dawn came out in 2017 right at the same time that Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild was released. And let's be real, that was a Game of the Decade contender right there. Now we got Elden Ring coming out immediately on the heels of forbidden west and it's just like dang the video game gods do not smile fondly on this franchise (laughs) 
Like, if you're Sony, you gotta be like, God damn, really? <laughs> Twice? Come so it's on! A wag to, it's a wag to the gods or to them for I, not knowing when to release games properly? I don't know. It's just like a wag to the whole situation. You just kind of feel bad. <laughs> Me feeling bad for a multi-million dollar corporation, you know? Yeah, you can't help it. <laughs> also, about, update, update. Yeah. Oh, Quick. did you remember your password? I did. Apparently, capitalization matters. So, <laughs> so I've heard. So, tip of the hat for good security, wag of the finger for inconvenience. Um, yeah, somehow with all the Wii, Wii U, and Switch games I've registered, I have a grand total of zero gold points and zero platinum points. So, I will not get an exclusive My Nintendo game card case anytime soon you hate to see it here folks rough very very rough i guess uh just with your future games moving forward you should just register them and if you have physical copies those codes are still good so you might be able to still put those in and and get points you think so yeah yeah they're good for ever so well i wait mine are all gone that i put in from like a year or two ago so Did you get uh, Pokemon Legends Arceus, a physical copy? Yeah. Well, then you should be able to uh, cash in on that code, baby boy. (laughs) Oh, wag of the finger for me doing that voice. (laughs) Wag of the finger for calling me baby boy. Actually, I kind of like it. Yeah, let's let's. I was gonna say that's a tip of the hat if I've ever oh, heard yeah, one. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Just the voice, <laughs> and we keep we keep the rest. Uh, Tony, what games have you been playing this week? Um, uh, Legends Arceus, Arceus, and very nice. And I uh, brought back Game Night, and we. My friend was like, "Why don't we play that game?" And he pointed at Double Dash, and we played it, and it was fantastic. I'm so happy you say that. I'm so happy. So, what was what was your favorite part about playing Double Dash? What jumped out at you as something that they did right? It just feels right. You know, the, the, the drifting, you don't go into like a hop into your drift. You just hit your, your you know, LRR, and you go right into it, and... Uh, it just feels good. The game just plays really smoothly, and it seems, uh, if you know how to race well, it seems like it puts you in a good position. I like the idea of having a driver in the front and the back with two items and the special items. Um, the game's just w- made well. The uh, I, I could see, it, it's like a dated game appearance-wise, but it just is a solid, solid Mario Kart. It, it runs well, feels well, runs good, feels good. Um, yeah, I don't know. Character, just a classic GameCube feeling kind of game, and I, yeah, I enjoyed the aesthetic a lot. And I was like, this is a solid Mario Kart. And even though I haven't played it in many, many years, and I really didn't play it too, too much when I was a kid, when we put it down and that was it for the night, I said, I'm gonna play this throughout the week. I want to unlock everything, and I want this to be a Mario Kart that I could add to my you know mario kart knowledge collection and be like oh yeah i love double dash because i like it a lot and i want to play more of it so that's really what i've you know a little bit of that and and i actually want to ask you about that because i think that's your favorite mario kart if i'm not mistaken 
Double Dash is my favorite game, and it has a mechanic that I wish they bring back to Mario Kart 9. Uh, it, it The mechanic is being able to, when you have two items, to swap positions of the items. Yes. I think that it would... Like, if Mario Kart 8 just added the ability to swap your items around, it would be, like, an untouchable greatest of all time Mario Kart. Maybe. That's just how I feel about it. And I'm already, I already almost feel like that about Mario Kart 8 Deluxe as it is. Yeah. But if you could control your items, it would be... It might actually just be broken. It would be really good. Like, almost too powerful. That's just me complaining like a little baby boy. <laughs> well, I like it because I'm tired of getting coins all the time. You know, when you're in first and you're like, all right, single item box, I'm going to get a banana or a green shell. Some, I'm not being greedy. I don't need the, the horn every time. Just something to cover my ass. And it's like, uh, all right, coins. And I'm like, all right, that's horrendous. You know, it's basically like losing the game, kind of, you know, because then you get hit right. with one red shell and now you're in fifth and there's like a hundred other people around you and you get three green shells and then everyone else gets bullet bills and then you're dead. You know what I mean? It's like, all right, well, that one coin's in the lead. If I could have swapped that <laughs> earlier and put those in the back right before I hit a different item box, I could have fired off this green shell. The normal Mario Kart code reads you can't have two coins at the same time, so you fire one off, give a little protection, get another item box, have coins in the front, another green shell or whatever, flip them around, cover your ass again, bada-bing, you're racing like a stud. So I, I, I'm wagging the finger, actually, because uh, I played Mario Kart 8 this week. I jumped into uh, one of my friend's streams. His name is Derp Stew. And he was playing, and there was a, there were a lot of people in the lobby. It was like a 12-man lobby. And I ended up... He was doing, like, these, like, four-race mini-GPs. And during one of them, I just got stuck in the middle every time. And I was pulling green shells and mushrooms in, like, the fourth to sixth place area yeah. consistently for, like, four races in a row. And I I was tilted really hard for a minute mm. just because I was like, I am having just no luck with items whatsoever. And there's just like no shot for me to, to gain any ground because like a single mushroom's nice and all, but it really doesn't help when you're like in the middle of the pack as much as like offensive weapons do. And green shells too, it's like, come on. Uh, and then I like went up on a tear and I forrowed the next Grand Prix. I was just like, I need to win this game. I will literally i like hate raced and performed well i was like okay and then i quit and played arceus <laughs> yeah i just i you know i don't know what it is about mario kart 8 deluxe but like everything about it is so or i do not i know that's a lie i know exactly what i'm about to say everything about the game just about is so good but even with that being said, the online experience is so subpar just because 12 people is way too many people. And, like, it, it just... The best racer will not win. You know what I mean? Like, we... I, I, maybe that's a lie but in like when i say the best racer i guess there's a lot that goes into what makes the best racer that good but i would say my, on balance the best racer would win in a grand prix setting uh single race scenario though it's any given sunday yeah that's where i mean that 
you know, the the charity tournament we played in, I was like, the kid that won seemed like he earned it. He was in first, like, almost every race. But, like, you know, I feel like either one of us could have won that, too. You know, I mean, I definitely, within, like, the semifinals, didn't need to come in, make it to the finals in, like, fifth or sixth place to, like, barely get in. I should have passed with flying colors, you know, but it was just uh, every single moment was, like, just a nail-biter. Like, oh, I got hit by one thing. I went from second to, like, sixth you know or something like right. that it's just like it's it, mario kart online is a very frustrating experience for me I, I i've played a good amount of it and i've there have been times where i just use yoshi standard car standard tires cloud glider and i'm just like all right i have all these people dominated and then there are times where i just like cannot get going and it's those times where i'm like what do i have to change you know like these people aren't like out racing me they're not hitting the jumps better they're not hitting the drifts better it's just it's like, just item it's, luck yeah, it's just I sometimes that just makes it very frustrating, but that's part of the game, you know, it's like Mario Party dice rolling, there is like luck with, you know, Mar- or even like risk reward in like Pokemon VGC, or you want to use a move that's stronger but not 100% accurate, well you got to pick your position kind of, you know, so there's right. a little bit of luck to everything, but uh, I don't know, a little bit of odds. Talk about luck, I mean, Tony and I played Mario Party Superstars this weekend, and that game went down to to bonus stars and like on on paper like i was in like third and fourth place basically the whole dang game and uh walked away with a dub yeah i I wanted to give you a little credit for that and a little slack for that because you put the patrol car on spaceland you activated that for the five coins that kid landed there and then moved, you know, got sent back, and then because of your patrol, it actually sent us, like, all the, like, me included, all the way back down, and it was turn 14 out of 15, I was zero spaces away from getting a a golden pipe from the shop, next turn I would have got the, the star, and then, you know, we both would have had the same stars at the end of the game, but I would have had more coins, I would have won, so if that kid didn't hit that exact number on that turn, I would have won, but right. but you put that patrol car there, so like that in my head, I'm like, yes, there's luck to it to the dice rolling, but you, I don't know, that either you just did it because like fuck it, it's like the right or sorry, sorry, I can't swear because like forget about it, it's like I have to activate this it just seems like the right thing to do that's kind of a genius move though because you ended up winning the game for something as as small as that like every little thing you know that people sometimes overlook in a game like that really means a lot and it ended up getting you a, a, a win you know I was like you know we ended up you know stopping the game after it was done I just kind of sat there and looked down I was like son of a bitch he did it again you know like I was so close to getting him this time it, I mean, Mario Party is a very weird game, and putting yourself into a position to win, I think, is a skill in and of itself in Mario mm. Party. And, it, you know, I may not even have, like, consciously made the decision, like, all right, this is definitely going to put somebody back. I'm like, the, the star's got to be on the north end eventually. Like, we hadn't had a star placed up there in, a, like, basically the whole game. So I'm like... I'm already past this area, and I might as well just force whoever's going to be over there to, to use a gold pipe to even reach it. So hopefully this plays out. And I think I was, like, pretty coin-rich at the time, too. So I was like, what's five coins? <laughs> 
Now, I gotta ask, you said during that stream you were gonna play three games, and the one that you and I played was the first game. Did you win those other two games? No, I, I came in fourth one of them, and I came in second the other one. I can't believe that. I just don't believe you. Yeah, no, I, I got absolutely smoked on Woody Woods, just had the worst dice rolls that you you ever were gonna see. It, it was wow. just bad. Wow. But I I feel like Woody Woods is just a bad map, so that's that's just me. Yeah, I, I've always liked it. It's always been one of my favorites from three, so the fact that they brought it back into this game I like a lot, but it, it is it seems very difficult to get to certain part it's very hard to get to the highest part of the map, like it, consistently. In terms of just like picking boards, it's almost a curious decision looking back that they would bring Woody Woods from three. Because it's basically just a worse version, like same shape, same layout, and everything, as Horrorland. Why you think so? It's very similar layout to Horrorland, but I think it's just a a worse version of Horrorland. Truth be told. Wow. And sometimes you, you if heard you, it here. if you're just not having luck with the rolls, then you're just gonna lose. Like that. That's just how that cookie crumbles, unfortunately. Isn't that all of Mario Party though? That's true. That's true. I mean, again, there's there's an element of making your own luck, and there's an element of, you know, putting yourself in a position. I also did the goofy bonus stars instead of the traditional bonus stars. Ooh, okay. So those definitely changed things up a little bit. There's one gripe I have with that game, though. I wish I wish the goofy bonus stars were not uh, dictated by how many turns you played, and it was just a uh, flat three for the bonus stars. Because I think you need to play at least 30 turns to trigger three of the goofy bonus stars. Oh, gotcha. Otherwise, it's only two. I wish that you still got a total of three in in case of a tiebreaker scenario. Yeah. I think it just adds more heat. Yeah, I would like that. I would like that. I think, yeah, two doesn't seem like enough. Or at least give us the option. Yeah, they give you options for everything else, you know. Might as well. How many bonus stars do you want at the end? Right. That's fair. That's fair. Any other games you've been playing, Tone? No, not uh, not too many. I've been working on music a lot the past uh, couple weeks, actually. Nice, nice. Yeah, I've been making a, a parody album for my one of my best friends. That uh, yeah, I wanted to surprise him with it with a, a bunch of inside jokes, and I've had all this just you know different melodies and, and different ideas of uh whenever i hear music i i mean i'm listening to music all the time and i'm always just singing different harmonies and stuff and i you know even though i released a rap album i really like pop music the most i would say it's my favorite kind of music so i really always wanted to be able to make it and i was like you know what we we started sending each other just like you know audio messages of like inside jokes so i would send him one of like a rap and i was like oh it'd be funny if i sent him a song or made a song and surprised him i'm like dude we have like a million inside jokes so i was like what if i just I have like three weeks before I'm going to see him again because of his job. And I'm like, what if I just make a whole album in this time and and just with like different types of songs and and base them around inside jokes and throw them in there. And and he actually came over last night and, and he was like, almost crying he was just like i'm really happy with how it came out and i think i'm actually gonna put it on youtube i think all the songs just because i was able to i don't know it's just like quick garage band songs and like i'm not really good at, at mixing or mastering and i'm really not good at um, making beats but i'm it's definitely like the best beats and like the best uh 
actual like music I've ever made by myself even though they're just like goofy silly songs I'm still just like pretty proud of it and I think they're funny so I think I'm gonna make like just a, a 10 minute explanation video of like the inside joke so people if anyone wants to listen to it they're just like okay it just doesn't sound completely ridiculous like they're all you know they every like little bit kind of has meaning and then just put the songs up and call it a day but yeah he loved it and uh I surprised him and it went over well and it was just a very fun 20 or so hours that I put into it and I'm excited to to put it up dude that's awesome I cannot wait to give that a listen <laughs> thanks I should be putting it up tonight actually I'm thinking so if anyone oh, hears sick. this it probably will be on uh youtube.com slash the poke rapper very cool couple more games that i've been playing actually uh yeah last weekend was the nintendo switch sports open online beta test you're not supposed to talk about it though well i'm talking about it (gasps) uh it was fine it was fine uh there's one mode that i think is really cool and i think has a lot of uh like replayability and i think i would love to play it more is their uh bowling because the Hmm. way that they have their bowling set up and I mean, the mechanics are fine. It's it's If you ever played Wii Sports Bowling, you kind of know what you're getting yourself into. But the way they had it set up was like a tournament bracket style where you would bowl three frames, and after the end of three frames, the bottom half of the scores got cut from the round. Oh, that's sick. And like every three frames, it would cut the bottom half until uh, the 10th frame, it would be the top three. And That's so sick. That, I thought, was a really, really cool thing. I made it to the finals once and lost because some of these people with names I cannot pronounce are ripping just strike after strike after strike. But it is wow. a it's a cool game. I didn't like the Chambara, which is the sword fighting. Mm. I thought it was fine. But, I mean, anything that is like heavily motion dependent in a, uh, an online setting just feels like a mistake. Uh, and tennis is mar- is is tennis like Wii Sports tennis is not complicated and it's actually kind of one of the dumber games. <laughs> like you don't have to think to play that game; you just kind of swing your remote. But I'm excited to see what the golf offerings are when they come out in the spring. I mean, in the fall, and the bowling. If they keep that mode, that tournament mode, like watch out. That's gonna be where I am 24 <laughs> seven. And then I also played Conker's Bad Fur Day for the first time. Did you really? Yeah, I was on stream Conker's Bad Fur Day. Uh, played the first maybe like four and a half hours of it. It is terribly written. A lot of the jokes have aged so horribly poorly. And the voice <laughs> acting is among the worst I've ever heard in a video game. <laughs> All that said, I like I want to finish the game. Yeah. But like so far, it's it's... Like, not a good video game experience. Wow. Coming from your favorite Rare. Yeah, I know. Good old Rareware. A Rare platformer, and I'm dunking on it because it's basically a bad game. It's, imagine Banjo-Kazooie, but bad. Well, I want to thank everybody so much for listening to today's episode. We had an absolute blast making it for y'all. Listen, if you want to support the show, if you listen to us on iTunes or Spotify, please hit us with a five-star review. If you have a review and type it out, we will read it on the show. You can follow the show at Games of Our Pod on Twitter and on Instagram. You can follow Tony 
at the poker rapper on instagram on twitch on tiktok you can follow me bill at bill the fajita on twitch twitter instagram and tiktok as well tony final words and take us away shit man you already know what it is today we're coming live with you know bill darmani 12 man chicken fajita what's up and me tony rayo you already know what it is man i'm 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 messing up all these names on purpose y'all already know yeah stay up be good treat each other with love and we'll catch y'all in the next one you smell me